what we're gonna do right here is go back, way back. What it do? You're listening to the Gotta Watch Podcast, your weekly guide to all the must-see movies and talked about TV shows. I'm your host, Bruno, and with me this episode is the Brad to my Chad, our co-host Brad from QTB. Bruno, it's season two. And we damn boys. And that's what we're talking about today, right? We damn boys. Ah. What a great way for me to come back and be my first episode of season two than to talk about good boys. That's right. We're going to be talking about Good Boys this episode. From 2019, this comedy adventure is rated R. It's directed by Gene Stupnitsky, uh, written by Lee Eisenberg and Gene Stupnitsky. Uh, yeah, Stup- I guess it's a yeah, Stupnitsky. And it's starring the young bloods out there, Jacob Tremblay, Keith L. Williams, and Brady Noon. Brad, what's your tagline for this? We only have two. So which one did you... <laughs> did you go with here i i I could not help but pick you must be this tall to see this movie because (laughs) it's been a moment since i've seen a movie like this with this type of comedy and a little bit of adventure that involves such a young cast right i mean definitely there were even some like i believe that the um the three child actors were often given lines and words to say with like no context or explanation um for what they meant but the director gene subnixky and producer lee Eisenberg refused to answer any questions that they had. They just said, "You got to ask your mothers," you know. So, so <laughs> wow, they, you wait, know, they wait, did wait, a good job. Scar them, right? <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, and oftentimes they didn't know what the heck they were saying, or didn't really, you know, had had no clue what it was about. So uh, they weren't even allowed to see the movie. That's actually pretty pretty interesting as well. Um, you know, uh, although he doesn't appear in the film itself, the Seth Rogen produced it and he plays himself in a short skit introducing the official red band trailer which uh it was attended for adults only and he basically tells the three leads of, of the movie that they're too young to watch the trailer like sorry guys can't watch it <laughs> <laughs> well and, and that's a perfect thing right i mean even if these kids can't watch the movie then wh- what's the movie about bruno if they don't even know what's about we gotta at least tell our listeners what it's about well of course i mean obviously it's about three three good boys three sixth grade boys decide to ditch school and embark on an epic journey for their 13 year old self 12 13 year old selves um while accidentally carrying stolen drugs don't ask me how they got it you gotta watch the movie to figure out but the the teenage girls that they acquired these drugs from accidentally are hunting them down they want the drugs back they're trying to make their way home in time for a long-awaited party and hilarity ensues with them basically you know using a drone to spy on the girls and figure out what's going on you know in the world of girl land because that's what you do when you're like in the sixth grade like
like, Brad, did you ever have one of those parties? Did you ever go to one of those like make out parties? Because that's a big, big uh, uh, point in the movie, right? These, these, these sixth grade boys eventually get invited to this make out party, which, you know, I mean, albeit so weird in sixth grade, but I guess they're doing it. <laughs> well, yeah, no, you know, that's what makes this movie so funny yet kind of nostalgic, relatable. Like, you know, I, it reminds me of being a kid in the sixth grade. And yes, there, you know, it's all about impressing a girl or like you have your crew, but then all of a sudden everyone's starting to get into girls or there's like these social dynamics that start to become so important in your life at that time that this is such a dr- dramatization of that experience in sixth grade, right? So yeah, there are so much of this that's relatable and, and things that make me think back to my childhood, but in, in very much a way that's been over dramatized with humor and, and, and some crudeness, which lended a hilarity that ensues, right? Definitely. So yeah, this is, this is 100% a, a, a throwback movie of the, the early, you know, Judd Apatow films that he was putting out knocked up in and, and uh, Anchorman. It's that, it's that raw pineapple humor. It's Express. That dude, yeah. Pineapple. It's that dude humor. It's, it's, it's a, it's a dick flick. Like we've said before, it's not a chick <laughs> flick. It's the other one. And so, you know, these, the, it really is at the core of it. It's a coming of age tale and it really is, um, a, a fun, fun movie to watch, uh, especially if you're a guy out there before we get into it though, gotta watch is proudly part of the quit the build podcast network. And we're sponsored by quit the build, get the latest gaming and entertainment news from quit the build and discover our network of podcast partners via the QTB network page only on quit the build dot com brad so so, so bruno what yeah no, i was gonna say yeah I, I, have you seen this movie before bruno was this the first time you've you've been able to dive into this movie the good boys or what's your history with it no i i have definitely seen it before it's one of the reasons why i put it on here because i think it's hilarious it is it, it really did bring me back right like i think as as a as a guy we all have those stories growing up where maybe we were looking up something on the internet that we shouldn't or maybe we snuck in to see a movie (laughs) or whatever it may have been right curiosity was very big uh is is very big for 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 boys at that age and this is is essentially uh that full tilt right (laughs) oh completely you know and and, and unfortunately for me this was the first time i had seen it you know to be honest with you i think that this came out in in mid to late 2019 and ironically enough that's right when i became a dad so uh you know going to the movies was yeah. uh not at the top of my list and so <laughs> i remember i remember seeing that red band trailer i remember seeing seth rogan really kind of come in and, and pitch this movie and, and it gave me immediately that trailer gave me those like you said uh early 2000s judd apatow movies knocked up pineapple express 40 year old virgin you know across the board of all those movies where i'm like oh well now this one's going to be with kids this is going to be hilarious yeah. and then you know, you have, you have a kid yourself and then the a pandemic hits and movie theaters shut down and all of a sudden now we're in 2022 and I'm, I'm finally getting around to watch this. So, uh, this was a great watch for me, really enjoyable. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm really excited to hear from you what your favorite scene or quote from this movie is, because I feel like it's got several potential winners. Definitely. And that's the great thing about this, this, this film. I think, especially when you look back at one of the reasons guys love 
love films like Anchorman and Knocked Up is is the quotability. That's what we want. We want quotable scenes from the movie, and this movie is chock full of them. And and they're so innocent, right? Like they're so innocently funny because it's the same conversations that we used to have. There's this one scene where they're sitting around. They they feel like they they've scored because they've stolen the teenage girl's handbag. This is how they end up getting the drugs. They steal the handbag as essentially leverage because they were spying on them with the drone. And they said, well, we're, we're gonna, you know, keep your drone for you right now. And, um, they decide to steal this handbag. Um, well, they empty out the contents on the table and Thor, one of, one of the boys, uh, holds up a tampon. He says, jackpot. <laughs> and the, the other ones, they're like, what is that? And he says, uh, I have no idea. <laughs> and he and the one kid, Max, says, that's a tampon. And the other kid, Lucas, says, what's it for? And Max says, girls shove it up their buttholes to stop babies from coming out. An eighth grader told me that. <laughs> <laughs> and then Lucas uh, follows it up with the human body is truly a mystery. <laughs> it's just that scene in general is we've all been there. Like what's a tampon? How are baby babies made? Oh, they just shove it up their butts. So the, the uh, babies don't come out. And then he like backs it up with, yeah, an eighth grader told me that. So, you know, it's legit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just, I mean, I think we talked pre-show, right? Bruno, you said a lot of these scenes, the kids weren't even, you know, they were told what to say right before the shot started, right? And sometimes they weren't even sure what they were saying. Yeah. So to see how that could play into the how the the genuineness of those scenes of these kids saying these things and not even being a hundred hundred percent sure what they mean, right? Like that yeah. that that really makes it relatable because we didn't know what those things were when we were in sixth grade, right? But see, this is the thing. This is this is the type of movie that's definitely gonna offend the Karens out there. The moms out there are gonna be offended that that they're there's that they're getting these little boys to say this but that's this is what's happening right like these are what these are the conversations that that kids well, are really having at that age and i don't well, think there's anything say, wrong with that i think it's it's happening sooner and sooner in life now i think yeah. kids at a younger age are getting exposed to so much more than what we were when we were that age right yeah Totally. I think you're seeing with media and kids getting cell phones at a young age. I mean, just the accessibility of content and and what kids with their imaginations at that age can think up to look up or question or exchange between each other. I mean, you're just seeing their exposure and in some ways their learning maturity happen even quicker than excuse me when we did. You know, when we were kids. Yeah. So and and, I, and it comes. It kind of reminds me of one of my favorite scenes is when when they realize that the drone is is out of the question. The drone gets hit by the bus. They got to come up with a way to find money to replace the drone because, uh, you know, that's going to be a huge, huge issue for that one scene where the joy gets hit by the bus. And all of a sudden now, you know, they're they don't have a joy to return home to Max's father. Yeah, and that's a, that, that's such a huge, <laughs> huge, huge issue. So they have to come up with it to, to, to come up with, the, I think, five or six hundred dollars to replace the drone. Yeah. And so yeah. what do they do? They go on the Facebook marketplace and decide to market up that really rare card that they have. Yeah. Yep. And immediately get an offer. And they, they're home alone. And so they dress up their medical doll to... <laughs> it's clearly a sex doll. Clearly, clearly a sex, a sex doll. doll to 100%. look like... 
look like their mom and they invite this Claude over to buy the card and right away Lucas goes let's cut the shit are you a pedophile and the guy goes what no and he goes Lucas if you were a pedophile standing in front of three single boys would you admit it and they're like probably not and he goes oh come on do I look like a pedophile and Lucas is like yep 100% absolutely And he goes, that's not fair. And he goes, no, you look more more than a pedophile than anyone else I've ever seen. (laughs) Look, look, no. no. And so, like, you just see that, like, the the word pedophile or that concept, it it may not be known by every, you know, sixth grader, but the the hilarity in that scene ensues because they have that knowledge and they can be like, yeah, dude, you look like a freaking pedophile. Like, (laughs) and, and, like, the the honesty in that is just like, but yet, so come on, we're going to sell you the card is of course that, that, that scene. And then the way the writing was then just really made me laugh and see that's the interesting thing right like each of these each of the main characters we got max thor and lucas uh each kind of come to their own conclusion of like how they're going to be spending the rest of their middle school years and and going into high school right like by the end of the film you know you've got the heartthrob and 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 mr mr love max You've got the the singing theater guy Thor, and then you've got the the Dungeons and Dragons guru uh, with um, with Lucas, and so you know each of them kind of go off in their own direction, but still remain the beanbag boys, right? That's what they call themselves. So I got to ask you, Brad, which <laughs> <laughs> out of all three, which character was your favorite, or which one did you resonate most with? Like, which one were you like, oh man, yeah, I see myself in that guy a lot well i i i wish i could carry a tune so if i if i could be if i could have carried a tune i would have probably been thor but i can't carry a tune uh and so i i think i'm kind of a hybrid between max and lucas i feel like hmm. i didn't dive into to the gaming or, or or things like you know dungeon and dragons as much as lucas did and kind of finding his niche with sa- like he's, he's you could tell he's very much a safety person like he joins i yeah. think it's scab or, or yeah. what, what's that group you know and, and to yeah, protect the, the others baby. and yeah, exactly. He joins a school group where basically there's uh, they're hall monitors, but they protect right. everyone against bullying and <laughs> bullying. Yeah. So, I, I, but I, I think for me, I think at that age, Max, you know, recognizing, I mean, his whole point of that movie was to get to the party to, to kiss Brixley, right? And yeah, and and because he's got a crush on her, and 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 I think I can relate to that the most, right? You know, at that point, you you recognize that girls make you, you know, at least for me, girls had a different experience for me at that point than before right so yeah uh you know i think i see relate more to max just from an emotional growth standpoint but i can definitely relate to all of them like it's like you said it's a coming of age movie people want are discovering who they are as 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 people and and also the fear to not hide that right like yeah thor finds his way to own the fact that he's a fantastic singer and he's felt shy about that that entire movie where he learns to be confident about that from lucas like lucas always believes in who he is and doesn't fall himself for being honest or admitting something in a tense situation or even asking for help right where the other kids max and thor want to seem cool yeah right so you know i think all of those types of things are relatable but if i had to say i think max for me is probably the one that i would gravitate towards most uh how about you for me it's definitely an amalgam of all three and i think that that's the beauty
beauty of the the three characters, especially in in my in my reference. Because growing up, I I was a good singer. Um, I I was really into girls, and I was also into the the you know the Pokemon cards and, and video games and whatnot growing up. So I rem- you know, and I, I was into sports, and so I remember being pulled in different directions, you know, in terms of my friends, right? Like the the friends that you know that were playing Pokemon with me during recess were not the same friends that I had at soccer practice in the afternoon. And of course your boy was looking, looking at all the ladies trying to say, you know, Hey, pretty lady, come and talk to me. But you know, it, it becomes, it becomes something where you feel like you've got to choose something, right? You've got to, I've got to go down this path or, you know, my, my sports friends don't like my, my nerd friends, right? And my nerd friends don't like my sports friends or, or whatever it may be. Right, and so, right. you know, that I can see how being pulled in different directions in their case where, you know, I do see a lot of, a lot of myself in each one of them. There's little instances where I'm like, uh, that would have been me, you know, in that instance, that would have been me. And, and so I think that that's pro that's the cleverness of this writing in this story is that you're going to be able to resonate with each one of these characters in a different way, you know, to be made fun of for, for a skill that's actually, you know, you should be proud of, or to, you know, to be hated on for wanting to be safe and, and, um, you know, be secure, right? Like, you know, they, they made fun of him for that or the, or the fact of like letting your heart do the talking and wanting to, to, to pursue love that can often make you an idiot. And so your friends will, will bag on you for that as well. And these, you know, we, we like to say that, 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 you know, these are the best years of your lives when we're talking to kids in, in high school and in middle school. Right. But that's a tough time. Middle school is such a tough time for kids, you know, take it from somebody who was, you know, a youth leader and, and helped kids around the, the middle school, high school age. It's just a very confusing time for them. (laughs) You know, (laughs) on top of that, you know, you talk about how this was really a lens into their lives as friends at school, but they also in the movie do a great job of showing how they're each going through something different at home. Mm. Right. So, you know, Max is, is, is his dad loves his drone more than he loves his son. And that's how he defines his relationship. Right. So there's Mm. obviously Max doesn't want to do anything to upset his father. Uh, Lucas's family is going through a divorce and a split up and, and Thor, (laughs) Thor unknowingly doesn't realize that his parents are kind of, uh, kind of sex addicts. <laughs> right. Like, <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, you know, and, and he pulls out, well, they got all these medical toys that we can play with. And <laughs> yeah, the very yeah. last scene is, uh, them, them on, uh, a new swing that his parents got. And it's, uh, <laughs> and his little sister comes in and says, you know, that's a swing for doing sex, right? Like, <laughs> or, or, and they're or like, in the, oh, yeah. <laughs> it's for, it's for sexting. It's for that's sexting. She says, yeah, it's for sexting. And they're like, oh, that makes so much more sense now. But they're like all three on this swing, like, you know, having the no. time of their lives. 
Or earlier in the movie when they pull out all the toys, they're like, oh, thanks for letting your parents let us borrow this stuff. And he goes, what are these? Arnold beads? And it's like, Arnold, it's, Arnold beads? It's Japanese beads? nunchucks. It's Japanese for nunchucks. But when, but when you think about that, like all of them have that personal struggle or personal dynamics going on along with their friendships and their bonds as as the trio. And like you said, each finding out who they're going to be. But And I think that's what's interesting is this movie is really kind of, if you look at it at a high level, it seems like this is going to be kind of some uh, crude comedy with kids. But there is a lot of uh, interesting messaging going on behind the yeah. scenes and about by the end, them coming to appreciate that they've had such a close bond over the years, but are now willing to let their circle grow and they each can go expand themselves into their own interests, but know that they can always come back and be a part of the special things for each other. And I think that's Definitely. a really cool take on, on a movie and for friendships, right? Because I think Definitely. we all experience that at times, like we can sometimes say friendships are easy because they're by convenience, not by choice, right? And then when the yeah. dynamics change, people come and go, right? And so it's hard to find those friends in life that no matter the distance or the time apart, you know, between interactions, you can pick up where you left off and it feels very natural. Yeah, 100%. Now, you know, to finish up here, Brad, we got to we got to basically figure out I've got a I've got a son on the way. You've got a 2-year-old son. It's very exciting time for, for us to be fathers. Now, would you let your 13-year-old son watch this or would you watch it with them? <laughs> That's a great question when they put me on the spot on the recording. Uh <laughs> I would probably watch it with him because I think yeah. it would be fun to and, and maybe that's a creative way to approach certain subjects right mm, maybe not the that's most that's a really great idea uh, most of the most fundamental or traditional way but again you know there's always different ways of learning and, and experiencing and introducing topics right so yeah uh you know i i think in some ways if he's that age and th those topics are relatable maybe it makes him feel more comfortable in sharing with me too right so yeah uh you know watching something in front of you that you can relate to is an, a, a way if you're not comfortable expressing yourself you can be like hey that i i know i can relate to that what i'm seeing on screen so yeah i think i would sit down and watch it with him i don't think i'd just let him go see it himself or you know <laughs> yeah of course uh, you know but uh you know i think there's there's there, there's value in watching it together and and sharing some laughs and and maybe learning a, bit, a little bit about each other in the process well i i agree and i'm right there with you i think it's a great opportunity to watch alone i definitely plan on watching it with my son when he's around that age if if uh you know if his mother's okay with it and if not then it'll just be that little bonding time that we have together that mom doesn't <laughs> know about right yeah of course because we all have that as dads and i gotta say if you like this movie then be sure to check out um super bad you'll love that and there's a lot of uh a lot of cameos in 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 the in the in the movie as well you know retta from parks and rex is in there will forte plays max's dad you know he's he's mcgruber and lil rel howry <laughs> from get out you know we've covered get out on the podcast he's also in there as lucas's dad so um you know a lot of great 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 people in the cast but uh before we get to the final rating Today's podcast is sponsored in part by Pearson Limited for marketing media that works in bespoke design to power your business. Visit PierceUnlimited.com. <laughs> Yeah, a 
okay. Now with all the fanfare side, uh, I mean, IMDb gave this one a piss poor score of 6.75. Brad, would you give it? You know, I, I feel like this is a really good, just, uh, you know, addition to like the movies that we've talked about that genre, the kind of Judd Apatow comedy style movies. And I, I think this sits right in the middle for me at a good, like seven out of 10. Okay. Okay. I went, I went ham on this one and I gave it a nine. I loved it. Thought it was hilarious. Think it's one of the, probably one of my favorite comedies of all time, just because it it's so different from a lot of the other comedies that are out there. It's bold. It takes risks and it's not afraid to say where tampons really go. And that's <laughs> why it gets a nine from me. But with your score at a seven and, and, uh, IMDb's abysmal 6.75. We've got a total here of 7.6, essentially. 7.6, which isn't bad. That's a total of 22.75 out of 30. I mean, respectable. Respectable for a a comedy and uh, definitely something that you guys should check out. Uh, Now, we got to talk about our Patreon supporters before we go because they really help keep the light on. We've got Nick Nick Epicapture Productions, The Dudas Monk, Indie Gamiacs, Alan Abadessa, Mr. Grove Games, and we even have a new one. We have a new one. Um, uh, the Intergalactic Pinecone. That's what it is. Yeah. Thanks so much for checking us out on Patreon. Brad, tell them about the website. Tell them about the website and the community. Well, if you haven't been to quitthebuild.com yet, you need to go check it out. We've got a fantastic blog, chock full of amazing content. Uh, our, you know, our buddy Nick just did a wonderful uh, expose on a, a new indie game uh, on yep, Velocity there. Noodle. Uh, yeah. Velocity Noodle. I, I know we wrapped up at the beginning of our end of last year, beginning of this year, with a, a great article from year end, Bruno, on all of the, the good monies you spend on video games in a year and, oh, and yeah. how a lot of that goes to Fortnite, you know, for better or for worse. <laughs> and, uh, you <laughs> right. know, we actually, speaking of Fortnite, I had one recently on there that talked about the seven Fortnite skins that nobody uses so the blog itself is chock full of diverse content great quick reads we got some listicles some exposés some indie game features uh any con a lot of diversified content for you as our audience to read uh if you want to be a part of our community go to our community page check us out sign up uh we'd love to hear from you any ideas or uh comments you have on what's going on in the gaming industry or about what we're doing here at quit the build we would love to hear from you and the best way to hear from us and reach out to us is also on our socials, Bruno. Where are we at? We're on TikTok, YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and we have a pretty, pretty bumping uh, Discord there where Discord Lord Terry is is just throwing down the memes and we're going to be hosting some, some gotta watch movie parties with you guys so you can actually watch along with us and we're just going to continue to have a great time expand the show. So thank you so much for joining us in season two. We do want to continue to improve the show and bring you guys more amazing movies and TV, as well as more content from quit the build. So thanks hey, so much for checking us out. Yeah. Bruno, we forgot the bonus award. Oh, what's the bonus award? What are you giving them, Brad? The bonus award goes today out to our imaginary friend, Molly. Cause if we know from the movie, <laughs> 
when they ask, where's Molly? They don't know because they didn't bring her, and we didn't bring her here to the show today either. But, you know, bonus award goes out to Molly. If you know what I'm talking about, if you don't, you gotta watch the movie. So That's right. <laughs> he said it. He said the name of the thing. Yay. Oh, there's the, there's the clapping. Thank you so much, audience. Well, until next time when we are going to be tackling what is next on the on the list? Grandma's boy. Oh, that's going to be a fun one. That's right because this month all month long it's Dem, Dem boys, boys month. We Dem boys. So all boys movies, fan boys, good boys, Grandma's boy and Tommy boy. We hope you catch us next time if you're uh if you're on our Patreon you can listen to these episodes a week early. Like I said, we really do appreciate you guys for helping us out. Until next time, for Brad, I'm Bruno. And for Bruno, I'm Brad. Peace out. What a do. Yeah, you gotta watch, gotta watch. Uh. <laughs> yeah. What? Telling you guys. Gotta watch, gotta watch.